This week, we're putting the final nail in Scaretober's coffin, and we're going to see if any of the films we watch deserve to be impaled on our wall of fame. Welcome back to How Did You Miss This? The show where we dance on the graves of our movie-watching history. I'm Evan Teller-Hickey, and with me as always, Michael Hansen and Krista Shane. And today, we are doing our final, final wrap-up of Scaretober, what a wild ride it's been, y'all. We've watched The Lost Boys. We've watched The Exorcist. We've watched Us. We've watched Halloween. We've watched Hereditary. All movies. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about horror and these films. And uh, if any of them deserve a place upon the coveted, how did you miss this? Wall of Fame, or even if we'll make a whole new award to uh, pin one of these up. I I am excited to see. Uh, we 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 do want to see if any of these are worthy of a place. But I, I I'm just curious. Uh, like uh, the films we watched this this um, you know through Scaretober were a whole variety. We had some you know vampire movies, some slashers, some uh, you know paranormal possession kind of stuff. Like we had a whole range of stuff going on there. I, I I'm just curious for each of you, like, do you have a, a favorite or least favorite style of horror movie? Yeah. For me easily, like the, my favorite uh, tends to be things that are more spooky. Uh, there's a real mood in it, maybe like something around the occult or ghosts or spirits where they really build up a mood and get uh, under uh, under your skin as opposed to like maybe some things like, you know, I think I mentioned it before, but around like slasher movies or things that cut through your actual skin as opposed to get under your skin. Yeah, I'm actually completely in alignment with Michael on that. I love the sort of paranormal uh, horror movie. Um and, you know, the the especially ones that are like ghost stories, because those are the ones that kind of like I find the scariest to me. And there's like a real sort of mystery usually in them as well, which is really interesting. So things like Woman in Black or The Ring or the the uh, Orphanage, which is a great Spanish horror film, um, you know, like those, the others, like those are the kinds of ones that really get me. Least favorite genre, slasher and like gorer. I don't like, I don't like torture porn. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I'd say those, but how, how about you, Chris? I mean, you're the one who sort of really grew up watching these. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's interesting because I think that the ones for me that are still up there, I mean, I, I definitely like that kind of, you know, paranormal, possession kind of thing as well it's kind of like the least explainable and often i kind of i you know i don't want the full explanation on a lot of these but the, the other style of movie that i really do enjoy is like i'll call it like survival horror so you know like zombie mm. movies and like last man on earth and that kind of stuff so you know um like lots of zombie movies i love movies like a quiet place where it's like you know the last family may be left out there. I don't know. And just that kind of sense of like, there is no help to be had in this situation. And I think that's where like, you know, slasher movies often fall down where you're like, just run away and there's a safe place somewhere else. Like I know, okay, you know, slasher movies I find kind of fall apart and I'm, I'm with you, Evan, like the whole like body horror 
kind of style of movies is just not my bag. I don't love movies like Saw and whatever, where it's just like, all right, now I'm going to force you to chop your hands off. And you're like, yeah, I'm good. I think I'm good here. I'm going to I'm going to move along. But I mean, I think for me, it's always that interesting kind of conversation about what it is about a horror movie that makes it, you know, effective, that makes it scary, that makes it memorable. And like, Evan, what is it for you about a horror movie that makes it kind of like stick in your head? Well, like I'm I'm actually just going to sort of go out there and say just as a genre itself, I think that horror is the best of cinema or can, let me rephrase that. I think that horror can be the best of cinema. I think that horror does exactly what uh, theater when it was first made uh, was supposed to do in that it gives the audience a truly cathartic experience and that you are participating in watching uh, a set of characters um, through their own sort of hubris be undone. And that when it comes to like pure Greek tragedy with a capital T is kind of like what horror can be. And I think we've watched a couple of examples of that in the last little while. Um, but also, you know, like we said with, with Halloween, there's something really primal about it and that it, um, really hits all of the things in the, in the, you know, lizard brain. It's, it's sexy and it's violent and it, it really kind of speaks to the, the, instincts in people. So when it's done well, it's kind of hitting all of the things that, you know, drive humans uh, at a, at a base level and is also kind of the perfect encapsulation of art. Unfortunately, it is not often done well, but when it is, I, I think it is the best, truly. I agree with what we said. I'd put it a little bit differently and say that there's so many genres that when they do something unexpected, it stands out. Like comedy works the same way. Comedy works on the whole, for me, works the best when it's something unexpected. You go like, whoa, I, I, I didn't see that coming, as opposed to going for the, the same tropes over and over. And that's where I think that horror can work so well, because it, when you reveal or serve up something unexpected, it's like, oh, I haven't seen this done that way before. It's so powerful. I'm still back, though, to what I was saying earlier around like the, the types of moods around the spookiness, the, the buildup. So, you know, I'm so glad you mentioned the others. That's one of my favorite ones. Um, Sixth Sense, I mentioned uh, earlier in the previous mm -hmm. episode, where they kind of feed into that. There's a buildup. But it doesn't have that stupid thing um, that, that that Chris mentioned, where it's like, look, you could just leave, or if it's a phone killing you, just don't answer the phone, or like these dumb things. Um, the the movies to kind of have a thing where they're stuck, but they have to play through it, and you have to see it through somehow. Like that that can be so powerful for me. Yeah, I mean, I think I think part of that is you know to your point, Michael, is that set up premise in the movie. Right. And like, if that premise isn't 
there of like, all right, here's the thing that's interesting and I'll follow along for um, like that for me is often the starting point of like, all right, you got to get your hooks into me early, you know, make this interesting. And I mean, that's true of any movie, but I think especially um, in, you know, horror where part of this is for me to you know, feel the tension, be afraid, then you have to kind of introduce that early enough that I don't know what's happening. And I think that's part of it is, you know, kind of like you're saying is like, it needs to make sense. That premise kind of needs to make sense and continue to be logical, at least for me in some way, uh, because so many horror movies have an interesting premise, but then devolve really quickly when it's like, oh, it was actually this thing underground that was a secret experiment. You're like, oh, ugh. But I mean, I think I think it has to be interesting. It has to have that premise. But I think it also has to have that scariness to it. And for me, that scariness isn't like jump scares are one thing, but I find jump scares on their own to be just, I don't know, frustrating. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I find I find the jump is is good when it comes from a place of like, you know, I'm concerned about the character uh, who's on screen because they've built that character up and I'm now invested with the actual people in this movie. You know, when it's just some of these slasher movies and you're like, I don't care about any of these people, like go ahead and kill them. And now it's more about like, you know, gore and cheering the killer on rather than, you know, being afraid for actual people. Like, I think, I think that is really critical. And I think how they, you know, connect the dots with, that the the pacing that carries through and that's that's been one of those things we've talked a lot uh about throughout scaretober is is pacing and where it, it 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 has worked and where it hasn't which makes me now ask kind of the first question about our scaretober movies which is out of out of these movies um which of these movies do you think had the best pacing and michael maybe let's start with you it's interesting because we talked a lot about this when it came to the exorcist was it too slowly paced? Uh, did it work? I actually think that Hereditary took that formula and ran with it very, very well. So for me, the the vote easily is uh, Hereditary. I thought it was an incredibly well paced movie. The build up was uh, very effective for me. It was deliberate. Uh, it didn't feel like they were kind of taking too long in certain paces, and everything led to something else. So for me, that that easily was the best paced movie of the, the ones we watched. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you, Michael, um, as much as I love the pacing in The Exorcist. Uh, and I, I know that Chris doesn't, but he also watched the one that is 20 minutes longer and and I think is quite baggy in its pacing. Um, that uh, Hereditary just brings a, a modern sensibility to it. It isn't 50 years old. Um, it is you know, of the last what five years and, uh, and, and it's pacing is, is fantastic. It really just keeps ratcheting that tension and, uh, yeah, big, big thumbs up to Ari Aster. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to pile on there and just say that I think hereditary had the best pacing as well. I mean, I think, I think the pacing in the exorcist in us is also pretty good, but I mean, as Michael kind of pointed out, like they both have slow halves. So there's the exorcist and the reverse exorcist in us of just like the pacing isn't kind of consistent. And, um, you know, I think again, going back to like the premise and the tension and the scares, uh, that's, that's where those two fell off for me. I actually didn't mind the pacing in the lost boys it's just it's not a good movie um I, the, you know so that's kind of a thing and like halloween for me was just like way 
add a whack on the pacing yeah. where it just didn't didn't get there. But um, I'm curious then. So out of these movies, I mean, a variety of actors, a variety of characters come into this. I'm I'm curious, uh, like, which of these movies do you feel had you know, the most intriguing, the most complex, the most compelling uh, characters in it. I almost feel like that is an unfair question um, because there are a couple of pieces that we've looked at here, uh, you know, Hereditary for one, which was written kind of as a complex character piece and then had the the horror element put in versus like, you know, Halloween being written in, you know, 10 days or three weeks or whatever whatever, it was. yeah. Yeah. And, and lost boys being like, you know, Goonies with vampires and then getting this sort of like, no, 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 no. It has to be sexy teenagers kind of grafted on top of it. So it's, it's a, uh, it's a funny sort of thing where there's there's such a disparity between the levels because like hereditary are very complex characters and and interesting and the exorcist is complex interesting characters and us is you know for the most part i mean certainly um you know l- Lupita Nyong'o's character is is interesting and complex. The other ones sort of kind of fall off a little bit around her. Um, yeah, the complexity comes in the plot and that one, I think, maybe more than the characters. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I'm going to go with like Hereditary or or The Exorcist. I'd say um, out of those ones, but but I think that that it is sort of. I I don't know that that it's a, a a level playing field for for that at all. I'm I'm less worried about the level playing field because you know some genius soundtracks or movies are or albums are made in like five days. Um, but what, what I would say more is I really agree with you about the the thing with us versus hereditary because. I thought this was super hard. I thought that the us characters, especially the other versions, the the red versions, were so interesting. But ultimately, I have to say, I think Hereditary uh, was more interesting because they they build up, they slowly reveal more things about the grandmother. They slowly reveal things about the the history. Where I go, oh, that is super interesting. So so for me, I would put it to that. But but like I said, less about the you know how long it took something to make or when it was uh, made because I think they still could have been interesting. I think Hereditary wins just on its own merit. Yeah, I mean I, I'm I'm kind of up there too. I, I I definitely would agree though with Evan to say like The Exorcist has um, intriguing and you know complex and interesting characters. I think those those are the two that stood out for me is Hereditary and, and The Exorcist. Like. Uh, us, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I find the the breadcrumbs and following the connected dots to be interesting. I don't necessarily love the characters in and of themselves. Maybe more what they connect to in terms of the story and you know the societal conversation and whatever that you can have as a result. Uh, but like you know, I th- I find it pretty compelling watching. You know, we talked a lot about the acting in uh, The Exorcist and how that actually ties you in. And you know, regardless of my 
you know, qualms or whatever with the first half's pacing. It's still brilliant performances and, um, you know, great characters that connect you into that movie, which makes the second half, I mean, makes me sit through to get to the second half and makes the second half of that movie uh, pay off because, you know, it isn't just about the evil. It's about the, the, the people who are kind of having to come to terms with facing it, which I found mm-hmm. really compelling. But I mean, I, I mean, I said it pretty clearly, I think in our hereditary episode too, that, you know, hereditary is my favorite thing that we've watched and probably up there on my all time list of movies now that I've seen it. So they're both pretty stellar, but I mean, it's one of the interesting things that that you see across these movies because these movies run from you know the 70s uh all the way through till um you know just a couple years ago um you know there's this thing where you can see that horror kind of reflects what's going on in society there's a stephen king quote where he talks about like if movies are the dreams of the mass culture then horror movies are the nightmares like like, what do you think about this idea of like the horror genre reflecting and responding and mirroring the the you know societal fears and anxieties and norms of of their era? I think it's probably like an ideally suited genre for this because you can do so much with it. You can do so much with the the fear of drugs, of replacement, of body image, of aliens, of anything. It, it's incredibly well suited for it. But I would also say that the stakes are sort of higher if you do it poorly. It's a little bit like, like you know how kid movies could uh, or kid shows could be used to, to explain complex topics. Now, kids, we're going to do this. Uh, it can be incredibly powerful, but if you do it poorly, it can backfire so much. And, and I think that's very true for horror movies as well, that, you know, you can go way overboard. Um, and, and it becomes too obvious what you're trying to actually tell with this. But as a genre, I think it is perfectly suited for, for describing whatever's going on and, and kind of like relaying it in different uh, ways that people can, people can relate to. It's an interesting point too, Michael, just because, you know, to, your, to that point, I think, you know, here we are in 2023 and, you know, byproducts of our, our you know, years growing up and that kind of thing. So it can be interesting to look back at some of these movies from a previous era where you might have whatever, like horror movies from the fifties that are, you know, all these fears of like science and space and, you know, giant and, and communism and communism. Exactly. That's, right? that's what, you know, body snatchers and alien invasions. It's, it's right. communism. Exactly. And then you get into like the kind of social upheaval of the sixties and seventies and you're watching stuff like night of the living dead. And, you know, there's this kind of like, distrust of authority and traditional values and you know that kind of thing so i think it's easy to sit there and look at it and kind of be like well i don't really get it and it doesn't necessarily hold up in the same way partly because we're not byproducts of those areas or eras but i mean i think i think you're bang on that it's it's a thing that can touch on those i don't know those things that make you uncomfortable and you know you're not quite sure why and it's easy to kind of hook onto that that feeling of discomfort and, you know, uh, horror isn't the only genre that can do this, you know, science fiction can do this, like, you know, other s- forms of like thrillers and stuff. Like I'm, I'm sure 50 years from now, people will, will be looking back and being like, man, why were those people making so many movies about like AI and robots and stuff killing them? Cause I don't know. The, the robots are great. We love our robots. Why were they so afraid of these things? 
Yeah, you know, I mean, to your point, Chris, I think that that you can definitely sort of like drill down into, you know, different different like larger topics, you know, you know, sort of make allegories for the topics with a bunch of different genres. But I think that horror is the one that gives you sometimes the the deepest insight into uh, a, a culture and a society um, because it really feeds off of, um, you know, as you said, like it feeds off of, of the fears of that society, like you said in the Halloween podcast, um, but also really about the taboos of that society and, and how deeply ingrained they are. So like, whereas science fiction, um, is so good at being like, okay, here's really kind of like the barometer of where people's heads are at now and what their worries are, what their concerns are. Maybe we're going to And how things are going to go wrong down the line. Exactly. Exactly. Whereas horror is like that where you scratch under the surface and it's like, this says so much about the actual, like underpinnings of this society, you know, it's, uh, it, it's in so many ways, like, you know, horror are horror as a genre is kind of equivalent to our society's fables and fairy tales, you know, which were horrific in their, in their original forms. Right. Um, because they, they really do kind of drill down into that, that deeper part of the, of the psyche. And that's kind of what I really love about it. I love knowing that like, you know, the, the thing in, in British horror, you know, it's really like there, there's a very thin veneer between, you know, civility and, you know, the, the, um, freaky pagan stuff that lurks just below kind of thing. And it's sort of why like folk horror is so good in, in England and, you know, so much, you know, Japanese horror is like you, you violate this taboo, whether it was explicit or, or, or not a societal taboo. And, and now there is no escape and you're going to die. You, you walked into this house. Yeah. You are going to die now. doesn't, doesn't matter if, if, you know, you didn't know what you were doing. You, you violated something. I think there's kind of two, two roads that, uh, um, you know, good horror can run down. And one is, you know, to your point is very like, I'll say like, pro authority or pro rules where it's like, don't go in the woods. Don't go down the wrong thing. Don't go home with the wrong people. Don't, you know, that kind of thing. And then down the other route is like very, you know, anarchy, right? It's like all of this, all of this shit that we've built should be blown up because everybody's out to get us and they're all conspiring against us. And like, I think you can see the flip flops or maybe like just trends as these kind of come up, come and go through, through the eras, right? Like you've got like, um, you know, Rosemary's baby where there's, you know, kind of like hereditary, this kind of plot against this poor woman. And it's in this era of social upheaval and don't trust the government and whatever. I, I think it's interesting too, when we look at some of the stuff that's come out in the last, you know, decade or so, where I think you kind of have some of these, you know, questioning those norms kind of movies mm-hmm. coming out again, right? We've got like, we talked about Get Out, we've got Us. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of stuff coming up about roles of 
relationships or how isolation plays into that, whether that's, you know, explicit uh, in some movies like, um, you know, The Witch, which takes place in the middle of nowhere with this family kind of falling apart and being pulled apart. Um, Hereditary, like there's a bunch of movies that have kind of studied these things, even the remake of um, uh, The Invisible Man uh, with Elizabeth Moss, which is a great movie. And it's like, you know, it's basically like an abusive relationship. Right. Um, and so it's, it's interesting to see how it's like questioning kind of gender roles in, in those types of things, social, um, status, racism, like all this kind of stuff that's come out over the last decade. And it definitely feels like we're in one of those, like maybe blow it all up (laughs) kind of anti-establishment modes, anti-establishment because none of the, because everything that has been created around you is trapping you and none of it will save you. I think is, is that sort of like slight kind of third version kind of off of your second. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I'll just say like, you know, um, not my favorite horror movie of all times, but like playing exactly into uh, the fears of the era um, is uh, like Host. I don't know if you two have seen oh, Host. I haven't seen it yet. But it's, you know, a Zoom seance gone wrong, which came out in the middle of the pandemic when we were all doing, you know, Zoom calls with all of our friends. And like, it's a, a great, great way to kind of capture that, like this thing that is connecting you is also kind of awful and just that couldn't be more pandemic-y and i wonder what people you know 20 years from now will be thinking about it but uh very topical and appropriate for where we were just a couple years ago uh that's probably a good place to take a quick intermission and on the other side we can get back into talking about our scaretober movies and prodding into which of them had the most interesting premise So up front, I said that, you know, one of the things for me about a a horror movie that made it good and interesting is the premise, the setup. What is, you know, why are we here? What's going on? Uh, And it's one of those things that I find most compelling about it. So I'm I'm intrigued for for both of you. Um, Out of the movies that we watched for Scaretober, which one did you think actually had the most interesting premise? This is one of those, I'm, I'm going to feel a little bit like a hypocrite because I'm na- now going to say what Evan said before in a different way. Like, I think us did the best job because it actually explained the premise. In a way, uh, The Exorcist and Hereditary had more interesting premises um, in terms of the lore behind it. But in The Exorcist's case, it was fed to you a little, it was like a droplet here, it was a droplet there. And then later you could piece it together. In Hereditary, it was kind of like just a very, very final act. But I felt like us had a really super interesting new premise that we hadn't seen before. And they they actually explained it and it was core to the story. So for me, that that's easily the, the winner. Yeah, I'm 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 with you, Michael. I think that us had the most interesting premise of all of the films that we watched and and very much sort of for the same reasons. I mean, the, you know, sexy teenage vampires are are fun. And, uh, you know, I, I can't say that the premise of Halloween is particularly interesting, but um, evil. Yeah. Ev- evil just keeps coming, I guess. Um, but. 
you know, it's like we've seen a lot of sort of like, and at to this point, we've seen a lot of possession movies. Um, so is that an interesting premise? Yeah, not so much. And Hereditary is sort of that too. Um, but yeah, us in terms of of like just a, a genuinely like interesting premise. Um, it, it, that that that's what I'm going for too. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I'm up there with you as well. Like, I think Us is an interesting um, setup to the movie. And you're, you know, right from the get-go, you're kind of wondering um, what's going on. I mean, I, I found, um, I, I liked the setup in Hereditary that this is a movie right off the bat about, you know, death and grief, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which I found very compelling as well. But I mean, I think the, the Us setup is... Um, very like it, it definitely gets its hooks into you in a really compelling way. I mean, I think it didn't hold me there for the whole movie. And that's where I didn't feel as strongly about it as you guys did. Um, because I, you know, kind of found that partway through that movie, it stopped being, I don't know, it turned into an action movie more or whatever through that last half. And it's really like, you know, like I was saying up front, it's that like the premise that continues to pay off throughout the movie as you unravel it. Right. But I definitely think up front, the the like what's happening here uh, in us is Mm -hmm. is great. I think that was really, really great. And, um, you know, I think it kind of ties into all the the nuance that goes into these movies, all the breadcrumbs as we spent so much time um, talking about. I'm, I'm curious for each of you. Um, I mean, I think there's especially three movies that we're likely to be pointing out on this one, but a- out of the stuff that we watched, which, which were the, which movie was it that you found yourself thinking about the most after watching it? You know, I still, yeah, and and as you know, The Exorcist is one of my top five favorite films, but that is the one that still, after I turn it off, I I keep thinking about Hereditary. The first time I saw it, and and you know, we have to remember that like I was the person who had who had already seen it. That you know stuck with me the first time I watched it for a while, um, and the second time. As you said, Chris, it it is like watching a very different film, um, and so it it sort of stuck with me less. But the the Exorcist is the one that, um, yeah, I I can't help but to keep going over it. And uh, and you know now that I have a, a young kid as well, like just the the horrors of of bad things happening to a kid for no reason other than evil, just really like they, it's the kind of thing that, that literally keeps me up at night. It's interesting because that in a way you could have argued that the point for uh, hereditary just with that. Um, but for me, it's us because hereditary was scary, but I didn't really like, it didn't leave me with so much stuff to think about later. I didn't worry too much about who is this demon? What's the thing going on? Like, I didn't think about it so much, but us was different because it sort of suggested there's this thing that's been going on forever. And now it's their time. Now they're coming up and doing something. And 
I think I mentioned it at the time, it's sort of like I was starting to think around, okay, so what's next? Is this like The Walking Dead? Is this step one now of like what, what comes after this? So I thought about us a lot more after because I was picturing what, what's going on here next. And that left me with, with way more unresolved ideas that I was really interested in. That's interesting. I I, I mean, I, I think it's the, uh, you know, a split jury, I guess, on this one, because for me, it was uh, hereditary, which I don't think is a surprise, uh, you know, mm-hmm. after, you know, talking about it. Um, I, I very much love that movie. And I, I, I loved the the crafting of that story and everything that went into it. And that's the thing that has kept me thinking about it. I think us had a great point to make, but I got the point and then I kind of moved on. Um, and I found, you know, the exorcist isn't something I want to go back to. And I think, you know, actually to what we were talking about earlier, I think there's almost elements of, uh, or moments of body horror almost in that movie, like certainly the hospital scene and that kind of mm. thing, which I don't love, especially with a little kid. So that's where what kind of turns me off, but just the crafting of hereditary. And it's, I mean, in some ways for me, similar to, um, uh, when we talked about in Bruges and how there's all these um, connect the dots that go through, um, you know, that film. And when you go back, you see something else and you can just appreciate the the craftsmanship that went into writing that. Um, and that's ultimately why I'm like, OK, hereditary is something that's going to be back on the playlist for me a lot sooner than any of these other ones that we've seen. Um, so yeah, but definitely for me, it's, it's hereditary. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't wait to watch that again though. I mean, probably going to be a little bit, but, uh, looking forward to getting back to it. One of the reasons in particular that I like hereditary too, besides the writing is just, I found it the most scary. And that for me is, like I said, like it's got to have the scares and, you know, the scares for me is partly about, you know, connecting to those characters and having that, you know, the, the scary moments being connected to something more than just like something jumped out of the dark at you or off the edge of the screen or whatever. Like I definitely got a sense of, um, you know, connection to those characters, being concerned about the people in the thing, um, feeling, a sense of dread feeling out of control and that I was kind of in the filmmaker's hands. And that was a really great payoff to me. So like the joy of rewatching that is that it was also an intense, scary movie and certainly not as much so on a second or whatever watching, but definitely still very much there. But I'm, I'm curious from both of you, like what are the types of scares that you do enjoy the most? For me, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like the the whole thing around the the creepy, moody build up ones, as opposed to the the jump scares, that to me is massive. So you know, we talked about this with with Jacob's ladder, where you kind of get the the just the hint of something, the horns or the tails, or and yeah, I've talked about the sixth sense a lot. Like just the how like the first time that we see the dead girl in that movie. And it's just, it's scary, it's spooky, but it's not a jump scare. So I'm way bigger into that. Something moving slowly in the background as opposed to like uh, camera jumping to it. That to me is just so much scarier. Uh, and and I love that about uh, some of the movies we've talked about. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sort of with you, Michael. I love a really good ghost reveal. Um, I, I really love like in terms of like, 
you know, uh, a, a camera pan where there's like maybe something in the frame and you were like, whoa, 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 was that, what, what did I just see? Um, so, you know, hereditary has got a couple of those. I really like one of my favorite scares in hereditary is the ghost of Charlie appearing in the room and then the head falling off and rolling on the floor, uh, and being the ball, um, which is really, really spooky and a, a great, like a great, like scare on a scare. Um, because it's like it's the tension of the ghost and then something really unexpected creepy happens and it also like reminded me of uh, a scare from uh, a really great uh, old ghost movie I, I think it's about 1977-1978 as well um, called The Changeling with George C. Scott and uh, and that one has like this ball that just like drops down the stairs like the and it's like really spooky and really, really good. Um, so it's like, it's that, the, the a really good like ghost thing happening. And, you know, like in the, the conjuring, like where they do like the knock, knock, and then you hear the knock, knock from inside the closet, and you know, like it's not anyone alive that I, those, those are my favorite. I, I love those. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I, I think it's, you know, I kind of referenced like the invisible man earlier and it's just those moments where like it's that same kind of thing where it's that reveal, right? Where it's just like, oh, what's there? Is somebody there? Could it? And that's like, you know, um, trying to pull the sheet and he's standing on the sheet while invisible or throwing the paint onto him as he's like coming up the top of the ladder. Anyway, these moments where you're just like, oh, oh, yes, of course he's right there. But like it's all in context of this thing that makes makes sense as opposed to just like, I don't know. Like, um, you know, I, I recently watched Barbarian and like, you know, mm. there's a scary thing that chases you and jumps out of the dark. Like, OK, you got me, I guess. But like, I don't leave that feeling like I was connected to it anyway. You just scared me because something jumped out. And it's the same, you know, Evan, early you, you referenced um, uh, Ring, uh, which, you know, the first time you see that movie is like, oh, 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 what's happening? Unexpected. And. Yeah, Samara crawling out of the TV and then the jump cut that happens to her standing in front of uh, of the guy, that is like one of my favorite ghost scares ever. It, ever. So I'm, good. I'm so good. I, I watched that movie in university. Uh, I was watching it on a computer uh, at night, lights off, and it meant because I was watching it at my desk with my back turned to my entire apartment too. Uh, and it just felt like, again, like the best and worst decision all at once. Uh, cause that scared the absolute hell out of me. Speaking of scaring the absolute hell out of ourselves, uh, I think it's time that we discuss handing out a new award to be forever, um, impaled, I guess, uh, on our wall of fame, the Scream Supreme Award for Scariest Movie. Now, I will say that this can be any movie we have watched, though I have a very strong sense that this will most likely be something from Scaretober. We all know how scary we thought The Lost Boys was. So, um, Evan, let's begin with you. What movie would you propose for a nominee for the Scream Supreme Award? 
Empire Records. No, I, I agree. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Second in soul. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Scream Supreme. Uh, I am going to say, uh, I'm going to say The Exorcist, and and it's only because her the, the Hereditary is really really scary on its first watch really scary genuinely scary film um and on the second i i found that that it it loses its power it becomes a very interesting film to watch the exorcist still has moments in it that just freak me out so i'm gonna say the exorcist Okay, interesting because for me that didn't even show up in in my list. I think Hereditary wins. I said at the time that us scared the crap out of me, but when you really think about it, when I really thought about it, I think Hereditary did a better job at uh, really leaning into the the creepy stuff and the build up, whereas us I think was incredibly scary, but also had more of the the action, the Exorcist. Didn't even go into there, but, but maybe also because I thought about, you know, again, the one-time viewing thing. Which movie is going to scare the bejesus out of you when you watch it? Uh, so less about the coming back to watch it, but but I think for me, hands down, Hereditary wins. Yeah, I, I'm there with you, Michael. I think it's no surprise uh, with all I've said about the movie that Hereditary for me was scary. I still find that movie uh, tense and scary even re-watching it. Uh, and I think it'll probably be more so when I've had more of a gap between viewings. Uh, I'll say that I think The Exorcist is a tense movie. I don't find it a particularly scary movie. And again, you know, mm-hmm. it's like how you measure what scares you, what creeps you out, whatever. I think it's creepy. I think it's tense, uh, especially, you know, once you move into the kind of the second half and there's more doing to, more to do with Reagan's possession. Um I think, as Michael dubbed it, the reverse exorcist is true of us. That I think the first half is creepy and intense and tense. Um, but I don't find myself necessarily scared, whereas I found myself genuinely scared, especially to your point, Evan, on the first watching of Hereditary. Mm-hmm. It is creepy, creepy. Uh, there's actually a website out there that has done uh, a series of studies where they monitor audiences' heartbeat uh, as they watch um, these various horror movies. Uh, and Hereditary is sixth on their list. Uh, I've seen some of the movies above it. They might have more jump scares, but they're not necessarily good movies. But uh, um, so I guess that makes it kind of official. Uh, we've yeah, I'm I'm happy to for Hereditary to take that award. Uh, well, and there you go. Uh, con- congratulations, Mr. Astor. Uh, we will um, cut the head off of our award uh, and mail you whichever half you prefer. Uh, congratulations to Hereditary for being uh, inducted uh, into our Scream Supreme Award on the Wall of Fame, uh, which leaves us only one thing, I suppose, to talk about. Out of all the movies uh, that we watched uh, through Scaretober, um, which movie would each of you recommend the most and which is the movie that you would most recommend that people just miss so i'll say it won't be a surprise avoid halloween please avoid halloween now that's out of the way this public service announcement has been brought to you by uh, by anyone alive of common <laughs> sense 
Um, for me, it really comes down to what sort of thing, like hereditary and us are so good in different ways. And I would want to know who I'm recommending these to, because like us has that action element that for some people is going to be an unbeatable thing. Hereditary has like that slow buildup, that constant creepiness thing that for some people is going to be the most amazing thing in the world. So honestly, I, I, I would want to know a thing or two about the person who I'm recommending it to before I say it. But those two, you you can't go wrong with if you know a little bit about uh, what they do. Us a little bit more on the, the action side, Hereditary more on the mood, the character and the, and the creep side. Yeah, I'm going to say, you know, you can miss the Lost Boys. Like you you can just you can just go ahead and skip that one. Um, In terms of of the one that I would recommend the most, I'm going to say The Exorcist because it is, you know, it's it's the OG. It is it is the one from which. You know everything. Everything else stands on its shoulders. So, um, the Exorcist would be the one that I would recommend the most. I will say that Us and Hereditary are excellent films, and that you know, like we said in the in the Us podcast, you know, fifty years from now, kind of like the way that people look back at Vertigo and dissect that, I think people will be dissecting Us because I think it's really beautifully, beautifully crafted. I think that Hereditary is a beautifully crafted movie, but if I have to recommend one horror movie for someone to see, The Exorcist. That 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 takes it. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm I'm uh, kind of similar to you. I think you know my clear winner. I think is no surprise is going to be Hereditary. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. I think it's great. I have already recommended it to somebody who was uh, so our babysitter who was here not too long ago, who's a teenager looking to hang out with her friends on Halloween, and was like, "We're going to watch a scary movie," and I was like. Well, have you seen Hereditary? Uh, so, I mean, I've already done so. Um, I definitely think that The Exorcist and Us are both worth watching. Um, I think Exorcist is probably a, a you know a close second for me, then maybe a step down to Us, uh, and then a big step down to Halloween, and then like. Uh, banana peel slip down a water slide uh down to get to lost boys the lost boys is kind of irredeemably bad uh and just not something i enjoyed and i'm i'm you know kind of surprised that after all of michael's um intense dislike of that movie when we when we recorded our our uh, lost boys episode that somehow halloween managed to squeak past it for his uh his least favorite michael like where do those two stand in relation to each other for you it's a good question honestly like lost boys should have known better because the time that had elapsed um, since halloween so it should have been better but it is so bland to me. It's like, I can't be so upset with it because it it didn't try to do anything in my mind. I'm really upset with Halloween more because I, it was just so upsettingly bad on every, in, in, in every way. 
uh, I think, you know, uh, for all three of us, I think there's clearly three movies that sit in an upper tier and two movies that sit in a lower one. Um, but I mean, I will say, I think it was a ton of fun getting a chance to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, watch some creepy, scary movies. And I think one of the cool things that's happened as a result of this too, is some of our conversations that have happened outside of this podcast, uh, about like, what else is good? What else scares you? You know, uh, Evan ha- has thrown a few movies my way, including the orphanage, which he, he mentioned on this one. Um, you know, for me, it's some other ones. Yeah. Don't sleep on that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, um, you know, digging into a number of other movies, uh, recently watched wreck, which is, uh, another Spanish movie, um, from the same era that, you know, Evan was mentioning. So there's a bunch of great stuff out there to go find that, you know, whatever floats your boat or maybe sticks a knife in it, uh, you know, whatever your thing is, uh, there's lots of cool options and, uh, it's been fun kind of getting this chance to, to go through this with you guys and find what works and what doesn't for us. And on that note, that's what we thought about the movies we watched for Scaretober. Yep, that's a wrap on Scaretober, and also a wrap on the podcast itself. This is the final episode of How Did You Miss This? A big thanks to my co-hosts, Michael Hansen and Krista Shane, for all of their hours of movie watching, research, conversation, and editing. Extra thanks to Michael for the original music he's provided to score this thing. And a massive thanks to all of you out there for listening along over the last year. It's been a blast. You'll be missed. 